Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Camp, episode 21. And if, if you just listen to us on Spotify, you are missing out. There is some fun stuff to see, the reactions to the music, to reactions to our play-by-play, our, our advice. But on episode 21, you are missing out on Tommy's sweet legs. Oh, yeah. Woo! Baby, <laughs> I am wearing shorts. It doesn't look like it. you can barely see them, but I am wearing shorts. Man, you're gonna need some sunscreen on those. Good I just got Lord. back from I just got back from the beach, man. I look good. Well, you didn't get a tan. Hundred? I did get a, I did get a tan. It's the lighting. I'm 50. tan. I'm tanner than all you guys. Uh. <laughs> so yes, uh, we this is a fantasy baseball podcast. Uh, didn't sound like it in the intro, but. This is episode 21 of Fantasy Baseball Camp. We've got Tommy, we've got Wes, and tonight we are doing third base tiers redo for the year. Usually about the fantasy draft time, you get tiers that are really useful. We're going to redo those tiers for third base tonight. Tommy, do you want to go over our four tiers and how we're kind of feeling them out? Yeah, we've got four tiers. We're not going to cover in depth you know all 30 third basemen that are, that are applicable probably get to about 12 or so of them tonight but we've got tiers one through four one being elite two being near elite three is a good starter four being kind of wish you had better so we'll, we'll go into detail kind of how those fall out and what that really means for a player um, but we're looking at the last two months april and may and how we rank those players now it's not necessarily just the the top four point scores are your, are your, your most elite because it's not always the case some guys get lucky some guys fall off have a hot couple of weeks and a boost their points. So um, you'll see how that falls into point scored versus overall rankings here in a little bit. Right. Like, so we did the all may team. We were talking about the past, only the past this. We're not necessarily talking about only the past. This is also future looking to rest of season that we might see. Um, so like Tommy just said, you might have guys who are top scorers who are maybe the third top scorer, but we're still not going to think he's elite necessarily. So, so let's just get into that. So then a guy who's an obvious answer for that is Max Muncy. He's the number three scoring points uh, for year to date in CBS standard, standard point scoring. Uh, I do not have him as the number three overall third baseman. No, no. And the average concerns me. Yeah. yeah hitting two, 209. He had a blazing start uh, yeah, slow for, slow first couple weeks probably late april early may absolutely killed it best player in, in fantasy for a couple weeks hitting nothing but home runs back to back to back and really hasn't done much since um i probably would put him as a good starter um but you could also argue i'd, I'd ever have him as a wish you had better what do you guys think wesley uh that one's tough for me i might put him i would probably I would go near elite to good starter. So for compromising there, Tommy, I, I would I would say tier three. I'm good with that. I Burns. I don't like the average. If you look at his trends that he had, like Tommy said, he was so homer happy. Um, they're not great in my opinion. He's he's one of those guys that we talk about reliant on the home run. Mm-hmm. And that's not someone I want as a third baseman. So I want to say I, I, I'd like I'd rather have someone better. I want to put him at tier yeah. four. So bottom of the rank of tier three. Is this what the difference in maybe the, the, the fourth and ranked? Just to call it out, I mean he's at seventeen home runs. The next closest two are Devers and 
technically Gorman at 13, right? So he's got four more home runs than the next closest guy. But the average in strikeouts, if if yeah. you took away five to ten, five of those home runs, where does he fit in this top, you know, third baseman? He drops probably. I mean, he, so, so he's got 172 points year to date. In the month of May, he's got 54. So 120 of that. Double more than double came in April. Yeah, so I think would, he just had a hot hot streak. He would drop below Nolan Arenado to Jamer Candelario area. Hitting 176 in the month of May. Yeah, I'm that is with, with my wish he had better. Yeah, I, I kind of I got I, I roster him in two leagues. I may need to to look for Remember, better third baseman. Thinking rest of season too. This is not just looking yeah. at, looking at yeah. the ranking. Yeah, I think I think I could actually put him in a wish you had better. I may do that. I I need to go pick up somebody real quick. Another league. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So where are we? Are we tier three, tier four? I think I might stick with tier three. I think I might stick with tier three, but I'm getting outvoted here. So you have, you have been outvoted officially. (laughs) Okay. Weakest link on the Island. (laughs) Um, Let's go with uh, Jose Ramirez. Is there any argument for where this guy gets? He's elite. Uh, elite. I don't care what he's done. He's going to be elite. Yeah, the only reason that Cleveland isn't the 30th worst worst offense in the league is because Jose <laughs> Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. So Jose Ramirez is just like he's a dude. Um he's he does what he does and I have no concerns over him whatsoever. So All right. Pick guy Wes. Uh, let's go Yandy Diaz. Um, man, he's, he might be the he biggest jump of the season. I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. I, I'm going to put him in the elite tier. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? What, what you're seeing from him? I feel like we've been waiting on this from him for years, right? Like for a half decade. So, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna do it. I mean, there was an article like three years ago or four years ago about uh, about how big his biceps were, and they're finally coming through. So, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, look. So the guy is hitting three ten, right? Like that's the best average amongst you know qualified third baseman. Twelve home runs. Like he's lifting the ball. He's only he's struck out thirty times, right? <laughs> The only two guys that have less are Alex Bregman at twenty six and Jose Ramirez at twenty. Like he's not striking out. He's got a great average. He's hitting for power. Um, you know, if you're worried about the track record, if you look at last year, last year is where he really figured it out. Except for launch, uh, that getting the ball in the air, he only struck out sixty times. He walked more. He had the on base percentage and the average. He just wasn't getting that ball in the air. And I think this year he's finally doing that and figuring it out. I think he has the track record to be into the elite category there. So you yeah. think he's somebody you could roster the rest of the season as a top five or so outfield or third baseman? Yes. Interesting. I would agree. Interesting. Tommy's not agreeing with this. I, he's, he's near elite at worst case. Um, so I don't want to down it that much, but I don't know. You, you could talk me into right. an elite. Well, Here's what I'll say. His career worst strikeout record was 17%. Career worst. And that's better than most guys do in any single season. 
He's it's by far an outlier though. He could have figured something out and, and and click. He's on pace for 500 points, which is I mean really what I call an elite player for scoring 500 points. But before that, it was 385, 336. Wasn't playing full time. Yeah, Obviously, he's with the Rays. Full time recent. The biggest knock on him is just his home runs, and now he seems like he's figured that out. Everything else has been fantastic. Slash lines and. I think I need some one more year of this or the rest of the year to consider this elite for me, but he's definitely near elite. I don't know. I'll vote me. I'm, yeah, I'm going elite. Yeah, I'm, I'm elite. going one. Okay. Hard to argue. What, do you, what He's doing the exact same thing that he did last year, but he's doing it with power. And now he's, he's the number one third baseman scoring already this year. I feel good about what he's doing. He's not, like Wes said, he's not striking out a lot. He's hitting home runs. Yeah. He's hitting for average. And he's getting on base at a great clip. He's he's got and, the the MVP stat line of three four five, and he has the highest slugging percentage among third basemen, qualified third basemen, I should say. Right. All right. So that's to recap our first three nominated by each other. We've got Jose Ramirez in elite, Yande Diaz in elite, and Max Muncie in tier four. Wish you had better, Tommy. Give us another nomination. We'll talk about another name we that came up multiple times over multiple podcasts. The Spencer Steer really turned it on the month of May. Um, rookie from the Reds, who's been pretty good over the year to date: two eighty nine, three fifty six, four ninety seven slash line with eight home runs. Um, strikeout to walk ratio is about two to one, so not great. Uh, but he's a rookie, so I think he'll figure that out. I think he's a good starter. Because I don't think he's a track record to prove it, and he's done really good so far. Um, I don't think I he's a lead. I can agree with you there. I can agree with you there as a good starter because I'm worried that he could fall off. Yeah. I don't. I can't trust him. True, to and to add to that, I also think the Reds have the prospects to where he might lose some playing time in the next months. He, by the end of the season, I guess. Yeah, June. Just, just per the titles of our tiers, I don't wish I had better if I had Spencer Steer. I'm pretty happy with what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, but if I could trade him for Jose Ramirez as an elite, yeah, I'm doing that. So Absolutely. Uh, he's a good starter. If you, yeah, if you got Ramirez in an offer that made sense, you no would gladly start him over Spencer Steer. No one's doing that. That's why, but, but, if you, but that's why he's not in the elite category, even though you've been pleasantly surprised with what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Spencer Steer, tier three, good starter. Um, let's go with Alex Bregman. I think this is a tough one because a guy who in the past has scored 600 points in a season that is with, uh, with a little help maybe, but honestly, that one's kind of, kind of easy for me. He's nearly. Yeah. What, what says that? Um, his average is at 245. He had a slow start this season. He's only hit seven home runs. Um, you know, so the you know the difference between somebody like him and a Jose Ramirez is, is Jose Ramirez has hit six home runs, but he's also scored you know more points and he's hitting at a higher average. Um, he's slugging more. He's doing more damage, right? Um, so for me, uh, Bregman is he great hitter. He doesn't strike out a lot. He walks decent amount. Um, I feel like he just had a slow start to the season, but I don't know, man. Like I just, I, I look at Bregman and I just constantly want, I feel like there's more there. 
and I just, I'm just not w- sold on his elite status yet. No, I want to agree it. with that. I I believe there's more there, but I don't know how you, you said he's elite. No, he's nearly. Near. I'm, I'm near putting elite? him in in tier two. Yeah, right, so. I, I agree with that. Nearly, I think he hasn't had a great start of the year. But moving forward, he can be nearly. Usually, this plate discipline. He plays for a good team and a good ballpark. They've got that short little Crawford boxes, and so he can get a couple cheap home runs. He's not going to have the power he had back in like eighteen nineteen with the juice ball era, but and the everything else around him. Cans. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> nearly. That's my vote. Yeah, I, I, I. I I would believe that Bregman has more in in what he's doing, and he's already he is in the top, you know, very close to the top five of third scoring third baseman, and he's got more more in in there. Um, he's only slugging three eighty seven, scoring one hundred and sixty three points, um, and the guy hits the ball hard. So I I can agree nearly. Um, right now he's a good starter, but I believe he could. Be an be an elite. So, uh, whose nomination up? Is it Wesley's? All right, I'm going to go with uh, Tommy's boy, Raphael Devers. Oh, there's a couple you could have picked, but I didn't know who you were going with. Yeah, I thought you. Were going ah, no, with. I, I thought there was, you... <laughs> was two there. <laughs> there's three names up there you could have gone with. I know. Uh-huh. I know. I thought about the other one too, but uh, there's two no. others. My Homer pick is Raffy. My fantasy uh-huh. Homer pick. There's two others. We'll get to them. Yeah, so uh, Devers, you might disagree with me here, but I'm gonna go elite, man. Like he's hitting 246, but if Devers was hitting 270, he would be by far the top scorer in fantasy. Yep. And he hasn't walked that much. His plate discipline hasn't been great. Uh, but he also hasn't struck out that much. He struck out 47 times. Comparables are like. You know, Josh Young, uh, 63 times. Max Muncy, 61 times. Matt Chapman, 60 times. Austin Riley, 64 times, right? Uh, Rafael Devers has only struck out 47 times in comparison. But, um, you know, that could be better. He's slugging a 498, but it's dude, he's top three or four in the league right now for me as far as third baseman. Yeah, and I think if we redrafted again today, he'd be one of the top three or four third baseman taken. Yeah. Everybody yeah. I'd up? agree with that. People Everybody okay at your houses. Heard a big crash and a bang. Who was that? I mean, you sure it wasn't your house. Oh, maybe it was. You all right. Take your headphones off, man. <laughs> so Tommy's other pick would have been Josh Young. Yeah. Josh Young. Do you trust – right now he's got elite numbers. Do you trust it to put him – No, the- I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the elite category yet. That's not to say he can't be one day. He is striking out way too much to, to be elite. Um, he has great power, 12 home runs. His batting average has been surprisingly really well, 295. He slumped for like two weeks in May. Um, but he's, other than that, he's been fantastic. I would say he's borderline near elite just because he's still a rookie. He's not proven, you know, I think he's got a long way to go. So he's, he's somewhere between good starter and near elite for me, just for what he's done so far. I don't know if he can continue just because of the strikeout to walk ratio at this pace. Um, but given what he's done, I, I put him at the bottom of the near elite tier. 
Yeah, I think if you're an elite uh, in the elite tier, you're putting up 30 plus point weeks multiple times. He's done that twice already. But this is really his rookie year, right? He didn't play he didn't play last year, but towards the end, 26 games. Um he really hasn't had time to have that first regression where pitchers figure out how to get him out and he the good players then react and figure out how to keep hitting. I, don't th- I wonder if he's had that yet. So I would be worried. There. I, would, I would say that he has that little slump that he had that Tommy mentioned. Um, I get the feeling that he's the type of guy that makes quick adjustments just watching him play. But uh, I would kind of agree. I, I think he's not quite in the elite tier yet. I would put him in tier oh, two. Okay. Uh, we were talking two or three. Two. Yeah, I'd say the bottom would, of bottom of two. I would, I would bottom of two is is where I'd put him with with the potential to probably finish at the top of two at the end of the year. I don't think this year he would ever climb into the elite tier. He, he yeah, needs I more wonders build. There's, there's not enough track record there yet, I guess, for me to yep. to put him there. Agreed. Um, and and the strikeouts concern me, um, because if you're striking out at the rate that he is sooner or later, all the rest of the numbers come down. You can't strike out at, you know, 63 K's and 207 at bats and still hit 295 and expect that to last. I will say that number is heavily skewed from April. Obviously I watched him pretty closely as a prospect I've monitored for a couple of years. Um, he had like a 35% strikeout rate in April and it's come down to 28% in May, which is still high. It's 20 league average is like 22, but it's, it's manageable if you're still hitting 295 and hitting 12 home runs. So we'll see. Uh, we'll track that and maybe visit in June and July. Do his tier, tier rankings again and see what we say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 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 with you. I'm not I'm not putting him up there, even though he scored 30 plus points twice. But the other weeks he barely scored 20. He's got a five so, point week in there during that struggle. So uh, Matt, you don't want that out of your elite players. Yeah. So th- what were we saying? Tier two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, that was my nomination. Um, who's next, Wesley? All right, are we uh, are we counting Bobby Witt in the thirty base category? I think he's. I think we decided we were. So, because Bobby Witt had third base eligibility to start the season, I don't believe he's played a single game in third base this year, which means he won't be third base eligible next year. But as far as this year goes. Bobby Wood is currently the number two scoring third baseman. And uh, he's hitting 228. If Bobby Wood hit 250, just just 250, and he is very capable of doing that, I mean, I think he would absolutely blow away every other third baseman in the 17 league. 17 stolen bases. Yeah, and that, that's the difference maker for him, right? Like, he's stealing bases, whereas the next closest guy is Jose Ramirez at five. Now Taylor Wallace has 15, but I don't think you really count him. He's not going to give you anything else either. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So Taylor Wallace, I mean, he's 30 Decent. points down the list, right? But but you're right there. So I don't know, man. I, I feel like Bobby Witt's skill set would lead me to believe that he could be the number one third baseman by the end of the year. But that two sixty six on base percentage is just brutal, yeah, that, especially that in a points league. I, like that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, man, that that's on base 50, percentage. Fifty five strikeouts, fifty five strikeouts to eleven walks. 
11 walks and 228 at bats. Like, if he could just walk more and strike out less. If you look at his trends, it's roller coaster. You were like, wow, 31. Oh, 12. Wow, 25. Oh, 7. Wow. So it, it's roller coaster that. Yeah. It's, it's not just roller coaster. It's, it's big jumps. Five I points. A, I think it's the same argument we made for Josh Young. I mean, like, he's got the skill sets. Yeah. He has the potential to do it. He's just not there yet. Yeah, I'm at nearly with Bobby Witt. Yeah, I would agree. It's just he needs more consistency, man. Like if, and he's not he's not homer reliant like Max Muncie is, you know. But like if he could literally just hit a little more, he yeah. would probably be in the elite tier. All right, Tommy, our next third baseman. Yeah, let's go with somebody who was early favorite to win the MVP and has since fallen off the tree. Didn't mean to rhyme that. Matt Chapman. Uh, oh, right. He, yeah, so early season, he was the best player in fantasy, and he looked like he had locked 2019-20 Matt Chapman. That was good because he hadn't really been that great with, with the Blue Jays the last couple of years. Nope. Um, and now he's come back down to earth. He's like the top 10, top 12 overall third baseman. 157 points, 288, 366, 490 slash line. And the same thing we talk about is trends. And he had a 52-point week to start the season, and that was that was part of it. And 15, 16, 24, those are, those are decent, followed by a 10, a 2, and a 12. And so he's really fallen off. And I think he's just the old Matt Chapman we all know. Um, he's a – I don't even know if he's a good starter, to be honest – if you take away and just have that first week, you had 52 and a half points that first week. If you have it, he only has 105 points. That's down there with Owen Miller, Chris Taylor, and Gunnar Henderson. And if I had any of those guys, I'd wish I had better. Right. And that's where I'm putting Matt Chapman. I wish yeah. I had better. Uh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys. Tier four, which is very weird to say, considering how like awesome his first week to month was, but. So inflated, you guys are like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think he has a track record. We know who he is. He's a platinum, platinum third baseman, glove wise, but his bat's not where he makes his money. Yep. Yeah. So when you mentioned Tommy MVP candidate, I thought you were going to be talking about Austin Riley. I was too. I thought that's who he was going, going with. So where's what, Austin he, Riley at? Did he have a hot first couple of weeks or something? No, I'm just saying he's no, in, he was but preseason. He, yeah. Last oh. two years, he's been he's got some MVP votes. He had a good first week at 31. That's a long week. I guess everybody should score 30 points. Right. Austin Riley hasn't been that good with the exception of last week, week eight. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a tough one because the pedigree, the team he plays for, where he bats in the order, everything tells you he's either elite or near elite. But the stats he's put up this year are not either of those. No, he's struggling for sure. He's, he's hitting 263. Austin Riley of last two, year. 263, 332, 452 slash line, which is mediocre. 64 strikeouts, which is up there with the highest, if not the highest. Nope, Ryan McMahon hasn't beat, but second second highest. Um, tw- 10 strikeouts, that's that's fine. No stolen bases, didn't expect any. I don't know. There's, that's not elite or near elite numbers based off some of the other stuff we've said. I mean, Spencer Steer has been better than him. We put Spencer Steer as a good starter. Granted, Riley has the pedigree to to boost that a little bit. Riley had 38 home runs last year. 
33 the year before, but both of those were barely 500 point years. He's, he's only still on pace on for 29 20, home yeah, runs this year. Say. So he's got to get hot to come close to last year's numbers. Only 85 RBIs is on pace for. He's on, on pace for 188 Ks. What do you think, he Wesley? Strikes out. He strikes out a lot. Right? But what I will tell you is, you know, between <laughs> week seven and week eight, I mean, he's scored 50 points. He struggled at the end of April. He started heating back up in the month of May. I'm trying to find his stats. I saw it on a Braves game in the last couple of days. Um, I think in the last two or three weeks, he's hitting over 300 with an ops of like 1,200. So he's heating up, right? Um, so, uh, it's tough for me not to put him in the elite tier, knowing his track record. I can't, but um, as his of track right record, now, his track record doesn't even barely says elite though. Cause he barely have scored in his career 500 points. I think being on the Braves roster boosts him more than, more than he actually is. I, I, I think would, that gets, that raises but, his floor. And, that raises yeah. his floor. But in 2021, he hit 303 with 33 home runs. Like but that's everybody, still like everybody, 400, 490 points. Everybody hit 33 home runs in 2021. I can't. I couldn't put him in the elite. I could put him in the near elite because he has such a low floor. I put him at the top of the near elite. Not that we're doing that, but. As it stands right now, I, I kind of have to put him in the near elite. I can't put him in the elite. It's just too many strikeouts, not enough average, not enough slug. Uh, that might get there by the end of the year. It, it feels almost wrong saying that, like, oh, Austin Riley and Josh Young are in the same tier, but they're the same player if you look at their stats. Strikeouts, walks, home runs. I would just, you know, you give me a choice to pick one. It's Austin Riley. I guess it's the pedigree. We did make that comparison, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, right? We Where we talked about like Austin Riley's early career versus Josh Young's, and man, they're eerily similar. So, honestly, putting them in the same tier right now, knowing that Young has performed better than Austin Riley, like I- I'm okay with that. I- I'd I can, like to re- buy it. I'd like to see what this looks like two years from now, not just two months, and see where they yeah. fall. They're both we'll very young. Tra- keep track of it. Of it. Yeah. All right. We got another name. Nolan Arenado. Is he uh he's always been year to year elite player. Is he elite this year? Yeah, he had a bad month, but he's still elite in my book. I mean, the guy's track record. 600, 600, fi- upper 500, upper 500s. The last 2 years he's been more of like a just a barely above average, 500, 488. But he's he's only on pace for 415, but that's after a slow start, right? I think yeah, he's still late. He had a pretty slow start. The Cardinals had a pretty slow start. They're doing some weird stuff. So There's not many players I, w- I, I would feel comfortable replacing Nolan Arenado with on my roster. I'd feel pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So we gotta go the elite. Yeah, I would go elite. Okay. Would you rather have Arenado or Riley rest of season? 
Probably Arenado. I'd probably good question. Like I said, I don't get points. I don't get points for what they did in the past. I don't get points for what yeah. I, what they do in the and future. I, so like you looking at their stat lines right now, they're both hitting two sixty three. They're uh, Riley's slugging four fifty two. Arenado's slugging four thirty two. Um, but yes. big it's difference. Riley's struck out sixty four times, and Arenado struck out forty seven times. Who'd you rather have rest of the season, Riley or Bregman? Riley. Riley? Probably yeah, I think Riley. There's more, I think there's more power potential with Riley. Oh, yeah. there's no think. There, it's 100% true. <laughs> and it's hard to say because if you look at Bregman's fantasy history, he scored 657, but that was heavy juice ball era. Yeah. What would Riley have put up then? I know. So maybe I need to be lowering my standards that no one's going to be putting up 600 really easily. Well, of course, no one puts yeah. up 600 easily, but well, there's more one guy. people were putting up 600. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, um, it was it was common to do that then, right? So okay, who's who's breathing there with a name? All right, I I don't know what to say about this one, man. Jamer Candelario, like, I, have we even mentioned him on our waiver wire yet? No, never. Okay, well, if he's available in your league, go pick him up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, he's hitting two sixty five. He scored one forty six and a half. I, I don't know. He plays for the Nats. I don't want to buy into it. Like, I look at his trends, I, Wes. Look at his trends, though. I know. Are his, I are his know. numbers inflated by one because of one week? Yes, one hundred percent. He scored forty <laughs> points in week seven. I know that, but I'm saying like he's scored fourteen, fifteen, twenty, twenty-four and a half. Like, I don't so are know. you putting him in tier three? If you're telling people to pick him up, are you putting him in in tier, in tier three? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he won't be able to stick there because I will veto that and put him in. Yeah, I'm, I wish I'm, I had better. Yeah, I wish I had better. Oh, man, <laughs> if it was if it wasn't for that week. He's scoring like 14 but, points right. a week. So let me ask this question. Would you rather him or, or Alec Bohm right now? Alec Bohm, would I also wish I had better. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't want either one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How about a more interesting name, Ryan McMahon? Who has been he doing well more of late. Man. But he's the same. He's well, he was the had same a type. Week and week eight, right? Same type of player, but he hits. I would, I would put him in tier four. Like I would, I would wish you had better. Man, there's like no mid range. It's either elite players, near elite players, or you're, you're crap. Which is, which is kind of how we went into when we we're drafting this year. It was you better get yeah. one of those top guys, and it's played out that way. Yeah, third base was was the position where you were like, man, if you don't get one of the top four or five guys, like you're screwed. Justin you know? Turner. And then, Wish you had better. Guys, just say it. Wish you had better in Justin Turner. No, I'm going to put Turner in. I'm going to put him in tier three, man. He's a good starter. Yeah. He's a reliable. He, if nothing else, I can rely on his track record. Right. And he's he's had two bad weeks. Everything else has been 21, 27, 19, 5, 19, 18. I mean, he's just crossed the board consistent. And, And. I think he's a he's good only starter. struck out thirty six times as compared to like the rest 60s. of this list. You know, 
Okay, okay. You guys you guys convinced me looking at his trends. I always talk about all you need to give you 20 points, and that's all he does. He doesn't give you any more. He yeah. barely ever gives you less. All right, I can be convinced. Good starter. Yep. What about Nolan Gorman? Is he going to fall in this category? Or did we talk about him on second base? I missed that episode. No, he's he's a, he's a third baseman. So where does he, he fall? There right now. It's hard because you never know what the Cardinals are going to do. <laughs> are they going to platoon him suddenly because he scored negative half a point so far this week and only twelve last week? <laughs> They're demoting him to Triple A. Come on, yeah, service service time. Yeah, what was it? Um, week seven, another forty point week. But he's had a, would, he's been more consistent for the most part. Yeah, up and down. I'm in between tier two and tier three for him. I might venture into tier two. He's, so let's put it this way: pretty good. Tier two is near elite. That means he could potentially be an elite player. Hey man, two seventy two, thirteen home runs. I mean, he's, do you think he's going to continue that? I do. Man, I, 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 I think he could be elite one day. And by that standard, I would say near elite would be where he falls today in the third base category. I, I'd still have rather have any of those elite players and probably Austin Riley over him. So as a, as a profile, right. Uh, when we're, or when I talk about scouting, typically different positions have different profiles and what comes with a third base profile is you have to slug, right? Like you have to hit, you have to hit home runs, you have to hit doubles, like of qualified guys, he's number two in slug behind Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz is five eighty one. Nolan Gorman is five fifty five. Like, hey man, if we're gonna put Yandy Diaz in the elite category, like I'm gonna at least put Nolan Gorman in the near elite, like with the potential to be elite if he maintains it the rest of the season. Look at that slugging percentage too. That's what you're, just, you're talking about, right? You just said he's yeah. number two to Yandy. Yeah, exactly. I could be convinced. I th- well, Gorman has a track record in the, in the minors too. Yeah, this he isn't was a like he's highly touted prospect. Right. So, I might feel I, I I'd feel pretty good about having him at third base. I I think I could have an upgrade, but I don't think I would be looking otherwise. Would you I, rather? I don't. I don't know that I would be seeking an upgrade. If somebody comes to me with a Nolan Arenado, I might consider it, you know. I might definitely do it. There's no there's no might consider it. And I own Nolan Orman, and I would do it for an Arenado today. So are you guys talking yourselves into tier three? No. No. But Arenado's no. an elite. We're just saying that, you know, even though Nolan Gorman's had a great season thus far like i would rather have arenado rest of the season than i would gorman only 20 okay. points separated it's a couple points a week with well, there with nolan Arenado having really bad first couple weeks so that's why we have him in the elite category well that's 14 players we ranked yeah seems like a pretty let's, good list let's finish with one more um Patrick Wisdom started off the year with the second best OPS through the month of April. It's fallen off. Is he still worth being a good starter in anyone's book? I don't think he's worth rostering at this point. Yep. Yeah, I put him in tier four. Yep. Agreed. Sorry. So, Isaac okay. Paredes. What do, you, what do you think about him? Isaac Paredes. I don't think he has 
I don't think he has the playing time with the Rays yeah. to be more than I a. That. I don't even know if I can say a good starter because he's a good player. Yeah, um, he has 171 at bats. Yeah, that's that's when you're you right there with Nolan Gorman. That same as bats. It's like the funny part is I'm looking at Paredes and Walls, who are both Rays players, who are both third base eligible, and they <laughs> both have the least amount of at bats between anybody on this list. And you're like, thank you, Rays. Paredes has good trends, but you just can't count on it. You don't know when uh, he's going to be in the lineup or not. When you go to a guy and the news says heads to bench or has made two straight starts, yeah. you don't get the field cuts. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Ironically, Asak Paredes and Nolan Gorman have the exact same minus two at bats, and their stat lines are similar. But we trust. It just recently, Nolan Gorman started getting bats against lefties. I don't think yeah. the Rays will ever come off of that. Where's Gordon playing for the Cardinals? Really Second base in DH, and then he'll play third base when Arenado's not playing. But he sat against lefties for the first whole month of the season. It wasn't until he actually started smashing lefties. They're like, oh, okay, I guess you can play now too. Gorman does have, what, 13 more walks though? So more plate appearances, obviously. But, I mean, that's very small difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. All right, yeah, that's our uh, that's our third base retiers for the year. Um, you can use that to consider what you have now, or maybe you're getting offers in trades, and use this list um, to help you there. Are you saying something, Wes? Yeah, let us know who we missed. If uh, you want to know where a guy stands, and uh, you want to know what tier we would put him in, hey, let us know. Eugenio uh, Suarez, Brandon Jury, whoever. Send us a note. Or if you disagree with our tears. Dude, Northern Gorman's a elite. I'm sure Cardinals fans would say that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is our this is episode what is this twenty one? Yeah, episode twenty one, our third base rear tier episode. Let's hear the feedback. Let's we, we this is what we loved to do. This episode was fun. It was interaction back and forth um of what we think and giving our minds about players. Um, so for sure reach out let us know what you think otherwise that is a wrap for episode 21 from myself tommy and wesley we'll catch you guys yeah rate us five stars if you haven't if you listen on spotify give us a follow give us a rate um we're on youtube too like i said in the beginning of the episode and see tommy's legs (laughs) that was beautiful so uh yeah this is fantasy baseball camp see you guys on the next one